maybe the hardest part is you, if if you teach, you have to live your teaching. Mm. You can't uh, say you do not as I do, but do as I say. No, no. You have to say I'm doing my best to live what I teach. I have a painting by Phoebe of a group that she calls Sister Suki's Funeral. And they all the women, there are about nine women, and they, they all look like women in my grandmother's uh, prayer meeting group. So whenever I'm obliged to do something, I take that painting, and I look at that painting. There's an empty chair. And I think, now, what would Grandma do? What would she say? I can almost hear her voice say, Now, sister, you know what's right. Just do right. You don't really have to ask anybody. The truth is, right may not be expedient. It may not be profitable. But it will satisfy your soul. listening to the Cultivation Hub podcast. The Cultivation Hub is a show that provides engaging content that educates and inspires individuals to live their best lives. The Cultivation Hub is the resource for human potential. So welcome to the Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Robinson, and welcome to Cultivation Hub. And we started our show with a snippet from Dr. Maya Angelou, from uh, Oprah's Masterclass, where she was uh, being interviewed and she talked about just do what's right. And I think I speak for many people and even some of you that are listening to this podcast when I say Dr. Maya Angelou has positively impacted so many lives, including mine and I'm sure some of yours, with just some of the things she said with her wisdom, with her her intellect and just just... So many just great, great, of course, with her books and her writings. But I've always just I've always just been so fascinated just listening to her speak. And I was so blessed many years ago to actually sit in her presence and listen to her speak. And it's just hard to hold back the emotion when she talks because she comes from such depth and such wisdom and such experience. So I wanted to dedicate this show to. Um, Dr. Maya Angelou, and I'm calling it for the love of Dr. Maya Angelou, my favorite quotes. And here's what I want everybody to do is what I want everybody to do, because I am sure many of you have a favorite quote or quote from Dr. Maya Angelou. So I want to make sure that at some point at the end of this show, I want you to go to the website, go to the blog page, go to where the show notes and leave your comments. If I hit on a quote that is your favorite Respond. Give us a review. Let me know uh, how it has impacted your life and what it has meant to you. And if I didn't list a quote that's your favorite, share that with us. Uh, I'm sure we all can be benefited by it. So don't forget, go to our website at www.jrobunited.com. And the name of the show is For the Love of Dr. Maya Angelou, My Favorite Quotes. You're listening to Cultivation Hub with your host, Jeff Robinson. Welcome back, everybody. So, again, this episode is entitled For the Love of Dr. Maya Angelou, 
my favorite quotes. And this episode pulls out some of my favorite Dr. Maya Angelou quotes and discusses just the impact they've had on my life. And again, I want to challenge you to, at the end of this episode, go to our website. And of course, you can download this episode, but give your comments on the blog uh, on some of the quotes that I may have given that I share if they've impacted you or transformed your life in some way. Uh, to tell us about it. Or if there's some quotes I've missed, she's said so much, so I'm sure I'm not going to get them all. Or there may have been something in her books or some of her favorite books that have had or writings or whatever content she has created that has had an impact on your life. I want to hear about it. Let us know. Let's let's again, take this journey together. So I'm going to start with I got eight. I decided to just pull out eight, eight of my top favorite quotes, my top favorite quotes from Dr. Maya Angelou. So I'm going to start with number eight and walk it down to number one and discuss just a little bit of how each one has impacted my life. So quote number eight, she says, when you know your worth, you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to become rude. You don't have to become vulgar. You just are. And you, like the sky, is as the air is. The same way water is wet, it doesn't have to protest. And when I heard this one, it really came kind of around in the time of my life where, I, no, I'm going to say they all did, came when I really needed it. But what this really, really stood out to me, and I'm going to tell you, I thought about uh, my brother who um, seems to just always just have a calm, even in situations I've been around and I'm thinking, dude, you should just go off the handle. You should just let it rip, which something I would have done. And it's been how a lot of times I've handled a lot of things, just raising my voice or being a hothead. And, and you realize that you get to a point where you should mature to a point that when you truly understand your worth, when you truly understand who you are and even who you are not, and you become completely aware of that. And I believe I say all this, say this all the time, that awareness is, is probably the, the greatest superpower any human being can have because it just enlightens you and it opens the door to a lot of stuff. But when you truly understand who you are, you don't have to fight to validate yourself. You don't have to fight to prove yourself to anybody. And regardless of what someone says, it's just like, you know, someone calling you a, a, a thief because, all right, you you took a pen from work and you forgot to leave it at the office and left it in your purse. You're not going to get bent out of shape over that. Because, you know, look, I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. It's a pen. It's just not that serious. And even if there's things about it that may seem like what they say could have some truth, or even if some people blow it out of proportion, you're just going to sit there kind of like, really? Are we really? Are we really making a big issue because of an ink pen? I mean, you think about that because, you know, that does not, I'm not a thief because I got a pen from work. Maybe I was working on some stuff and just grabbed my stuff and walked out of the door. I mean, wasn't that, you know, and half the time, most of us, you know, if you have a pen or whatever you get from work, you don't even think about it. You just, it is what it is. But you know, the last thing you're thinking is, oh my God, I'm a criminal, you know, but when you know your worth, and that's just a, a little lightweight example of that. But when you understand who you are, like it says, the same way water is wet. It doesn't have to protest, protest. And I thought, man, that's 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 a great way to put that. Water doesn't have to sit sit here and argue with you and says, no, I am wet. I am wet. It's like, OK, 
I'm, <laughs> I don't have to argue with you about this. So that was number eight. When you know your worth, you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to become rude. You don't have to become vulgar. You just are. And the same way water is wet, it does not have to protest. That's my number eight Dr. Maya Angelou quote that was, uh, that's been really something I, I really try to practice and live by. Number seven, we sometimes think that we can be better than another person. The truth is, no human being could be more human than another human being. You can be younger and prettier and finer and richer, but you can't be more human. And I have a clip on the website, on the blog, if you go to it, where Dr. Maya Angelou is talking about that in her masterclass interview with Oprah. But I actually got turned on to her saying that when there was a show where you had like celebrities interviewing each other or talking to each other and the rapper Common was interviewing Dr. Maya. And that's when I heard her say, and she said it a little bit different, but it's the same thing. She was saying, no human is more human than another. And if a human being did it, that means it can be done. No one can say, well, I'm better than you. I'm this. We all bleed the same. No human. We, and the thing is, when you really look at it, even in this culture that we live in today, think about that. If we would get along so much better if we all understood how much we are alike, then we are different. And it's beyond, yeah, we all bleed red. But when you really begin to understand people and understand cultures and, you know, especially I've had to be reprogrammed with some things I grew up with and things in, 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 in our culture that I understood or had believed about other people. And then you get around other people and you realize you will be amazed at how similar our struggles and our victories are. And you will be amazed how similar our mindsets are, you know, whether it be positive or negative. We've got so much more in common than we do different. But even then, when you look at yourself in comparison to some other human being, you know, you think about the Wright brothers who invented the airplane. Well, they're human. And to think to think, wow, you look at those guys and go, man, but that same power of creativity is in all of us. We all have the potential to look at the sky and see nothing but envision flying. We all have the potential to look into nothing and see something and begin to move and follow our instincts towards creating that something that we envision. So no human is more human than the other. That one was really, really, really that one. I, I still talk about a lot even to this day. And even if I find myself, you know, feeling, you know, because we all do it, feeling kind of down on myself about something or I tend to I'm hard on myself about things, especially uh, perceived failure. I'm hard on myself. And then I realize, wait a minute, you know, you're no exception. You, you haven't. You don't have a, a patent or a license on failure. You know, it's not like when it comes to failure, your picture pops up. You're just like any other human being who failed, you know, or whatever you or just didn't reach a goal. That's really what I like to start saying, you know, didn't reach a goal, you know. So that's number seven. We sometimes think that we can be better than another person. The truth is no human being could be more human than another human being. I am human. 
Nothing human is alien to me. That's what she says. I am human. Nothing human is alien to me. That's number seven. So here's another one. Number six. I do not trust people who don't love themselves and yet tell me I love you. Dr. Maya says there's an African saying, which is be careful when a naked person offers you a shirt. What do you think that means? I mean, that that speaks a lot. How can someone give you something that they don't even have? Be careful of a naked person offering you a shirt. I don't love I don't trust people who say because how can you give something to someone else that you don't even have for yourself? Where are you getting it from? Especially when you're dealing with, you know, it's one thing when you're talking money, but when you're talking about uh, human resources or emotional resources or organic resources like love and 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 support, you know, how can you really and you when you really, really think about it, it's very difficult to give someone something that you don't have. That's number six. I, I like that one. I like that one. Be careful when a naked man offers you a shirt. You can't give someone something that you don't have. Number five. This one's pretty simple. Try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. That kind of speaks for itself. And it's so easy for us to get caught up in ourselves. And I know this to be true. And I know it sounds kind of Pollyanna real at times or real. Oh, God, you know, I'm about to get about to puke, you know, when you start thinking about stuff like this. But I dare you to try it. I would offer that everyone listening to me try this when you're feeling some kind of way, whether it be about yourself, about a situation or something else, I dare you to be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Take that minute and get out of yourself and do something to make somebody. And it doesn't have to take anything major. We keep thinking everything has to be major. It may just be going over to your coworker who may have just lost her husband and make her laugh, you know, or going over to just some friends in the office and just taking your mind off of it and just, you know, laughing about something that happened in the in a meeting last week or talking about movies, just, you know, checking on someone else, something, bringing a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Because you, the reason why I know that works, because happiness and sadness cannot occupy the same space at the same time. It can't. Those are two emotions. They can't occupy. You can only handle one emotion at a time. So you can't be happy or making someone else happy and operating in that happiness and be down on yourself at the same time. The two don't mix at the same time. So be a cloud, be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Number four, one of my favorites, and we're in that top four, top five, top four. When you learn, teach, when you get, give. I heard her say, I heard Dr. Maya say that she got this from her grandmother. And I think there's no, you know, you talk about leaving a legacy. You're talking about how can you make an impact in this world? I believe we all, this is just my personal, personal belief that whether you completely understand what your purpose here in life is, or you're still figuring it out, or you're somewhere in between, I believe we all have a responsibility to pay it forward in some form or fashion. When you learn, teach, when you get, give. And what that reminds me of is a very um, impactful scripture in the Bible. It's 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, 
verse four says, who comforted us in all our tribulations that we may be, may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the consolation. I'm sorry, which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of comforted of God. Let me read that again. Let me get that right. Who comforteth comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Basically, I feel we have a responsibility as we learn, as we are helped, as we are benefited, as we are given things, we need to pay it forward. As we are comforted, help someone else. The reason why I believe we experience the things that we experience is so that we can pass it on to someone else. It's not just for us. It's not just for us. It's to pass that on to someone else. So someone coming behind us that may have uh, maybe experiencing some of the things that we've experienced can learn, can be benefited from our pain. You know, we can help comfort them as we were comforted. So number four, when you learn, teach, when you get, give. I think that's something everybody can do. Again, it doesn't, regardless of if you totally understand your purpose. I know if you don't even understand your purpose, a reason I believe we're all here is to share, is to pay it forward, is to take our experiences and help someone else and to share them. So number four, that's my number four Dr. Maya Angelou quote, when you learn, teach, when you get, give. Number three, this is something that... um, Someone told me, helped me a long time ago when I was in a really weird space in dealing with friends and uh, not really understanding when to let go and not really, you know, and, and understanding, well, why is all this happening? And, you know, I was you know, a little bit younger, but I heard someone say, never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. That is a quote, one of the quotes I still live by to, to this day. And I think that's crucial. Because we sometimes we get frustrated when dealing with people. We get frustrated. And I know I've been guilty of that, you know, you always make yourself available. You always make yourself available. And I do think there's a fine line. There's a time when I believe you are assigned to people in your life. And part of your responsibility is to be whatever it is they need. But I, I don't think any of that is any good or any of that is healthy when you are are dying as a result, when you are denying yourself as a result. And and, because what can you offer if you have nothing, if you're on empty, you know, again, beware of the naked man offering a shirt. If you're on empty, how can you really be to someone else? So we have to be careful when we go, well, this is where I'm supposed to be and I'm supposed to do this. That's great in its place and and, and when it's used properly. But we also got to understand, too, that there's also a time you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And you can't continue to give people priority who to you are an option. If they're supposed to be, if this is supposed to be a mutual friendship, if this is supposed to be a mutual relationship, if this is supposed to be a mutual business, and then when you need, you're always on the back burner. But then when they need, there's an expectation for you to make them a priority. You have to set boundaries. You have to set boundaries. And I think that's a big problem. While we have some of these problems in this in relationships with others is that we never set boundaries. We have these expectations and assumptions I assumed 
that you would do the same for me that I did for you. Or you would understand that this was important to me because this is what I'm doing. I assumed this or, you know, I'm, I'm just expecting, you know, and sometimes those expectations are fair and sometimes they're not. But at the end of the day, you've got to realize that you have to be your priority and you cannot allow yourself to be treated like an option when you're making things and other people priority. So that was like my number three. Number three, Dr. Maya Angelou quote says, never make someone a priority when all you are to them is an option. You've got to love yourself a whole lot more and a whole lot better than that. So we're coming down to the last two. Number two, my number two Dr. Maya Angelou quote, she says, I've learned that people will forget what you said People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. I know this to be the truth. And we always typically when we hear that, we tend to jump to the negative and which is true. But this is both negative and positive. And, and think about it. And what's what really, 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 really stood out to me is, you know, a teacher I had. I, You know, when you think about your grade school and when you were in school as a kid, they're not, I remember a lot of situations, you know, but there are a lot that I don't, especially even teachers. I can't remember all of my teachers, but there are two teachers, two teachers in particular. I remember uh, one, her name was Miss Canali. I'm not even sure how to spell it. I would imagine with a K. Canali. And that's because she had a way when she would discipline, she'd take her fingernails and she'd, you know, poke you in the chest, poke you in the chest. And she always just said things that, you know, she wasn't necessarily mean or nasty, but she had a way of making you feel uh, just so shameful. And again, I remember that. I remember, I remember, I remember her. I remember that teacher. And that was my, I believe she was my first grade teacher, first or second grade teacher. And I'm, I'm in my fifties. Yeah, I'm proud, proud AARP carrier. I'm in my fifties. So I remember Miss Canale, that first grade would take us out in the hall and take that fingernail. I mean, I probably got dents in my chest now from Miss Canale, just Robinson, Jeffrey. And I mean, I can't necessarily blame her. I mean, what I was, I was kind of a talker. I probably was doing talk shows before they were even popular in first grade. But um, her and there was another teacher named Miss Hawthorne. And I remember her because I remember she would get on my case because I I was always talking. And, and, you know, I wasn't necessarily a bad kid, but, you know, I was the I think me and my brother were notorious for that. We were just the class clowns and the talking folk in class and. You know, we spent most of our time running our miles and instead of doing schoolwork. But I remember Miss Hawthorne. First of all, all the boys, we had a crush on her. But I remember she, it was some reason, I don't know, I was, I don't know why I needed to ride with her. But she just made me feel so special because she let me ride with her. And whenever I acted Halfway decent. <laughs> I mean, again, I wasn't a bad kid, but when I wasn't running my mouth, she always rewarded me. But she would always say things to me like, you know, Jeffrey, you know, you're a smart kid. What are you doing? You know, she would say things like that. And again, that was third. Now, that was third grade. I remember what grade that was. That was my third grade teacher. And, you know, people 
forget what you said and what you did, but you never forget how people made you feel. So you think about those experiences and think about the experiences you had. You know, if I ask you, if I was to ask who was Miss America in 2006, most of us probably couldn't answer. But if I ask who was your favorite or who was your worst teacher, I'm pretty sure that can come up because these are situations or individuals that made you feel you remember them for how they made you feel, whether they made you feel bad or they made you feel good. So people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And what I might take away from that was to make sure I believe Oprah says all the time that we should be responsible for the energy we bring into this space. And for me, with every room I walk into, whether it be coworkers or friends, I would because I, I know that I would like that. I would I, I want to be responsible for the energy I bring into that space. And hopefully at the end of that engagement, at the end of that fellowship, you know, everyone's walking away saying, man, you know, it was cool. It was good to see Jeff. It was glad. I was glad that he was here. Part of one of my my life um, philosophies is, you know, at at my funeral, I want people to to say it was good to have known him. It was good to have known Jeff Robinson. So that's my number two. My number one is, I think everyone, I see everyone on Facebook uses this a lot, but it is so true. This was the hardest lesson I had to learn. And I, I still have to practice it. Number one, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That was the hardest lesson for me to learn. And I think what really, really, you know, you just have to realize that, and that's not always a bad, again, that we always go to the negative side of that and go, "Mm, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But even in good, on the positive side, when people show you that they're reliable, when people show you that they're committed, when people show you that they really do love you, when people show you that they have your back, believe them. The first time, don't let someone have to keep proving themselves and you wear them down with your negative action and your, you spit your, your poisonous words at them when they've shown you that they're there for you. See, we tend to take that quote and it's always about people who let us down and we, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And that does apply to that. It does apply to that, but it also applies to the good, to people who who are trustworthy. No, I, I've held your secrets. I didn't tell your secrets or I didn't gossip about you or I didn't, you know, when they were in the room talking about you, I didn't, I didn't allow it or I walked away. I didn't engage. You know, when people show you who they are, believe them. And it's not that, you know, about people being horrible people or bad people, but it's about being human. And we as human have habits. So when you see someone who just met you and they're telling you the business of all the people you work with and you just met them, that is a sign. So you can't be shocked. You can't be blown away. You can't be upset when they tell your business. You can't because they've shown you who they are. But also when people are sitting quiet 
and not engaging in certain conversations and not doing certain things and not doing or saying that or not participating. That should show you, too. So that is that. Those are my eight, my top eight. I mean, there are so many things that Dr. Maya Angelou says that is just impacted my life. But those eight, those eight are like my favorite. When you know your worth, you don't have to raise your voice. Number eight. Number seven. I am human. Nothing human can be alien to me. Number six, I do not trust people who don't love themselves yet tell me I love you. Beware of the naked man offering you a shirt. Number five, try to be a rainbow in somebody else's cloud. Number four, when you learn, teach when you get, give. Number three, never make somebody a priority when all you are to them is an option. Number two, people will forget what you said, what you did, but they will never forget how you make them feel. And my number one Dr. Maya Angelou quote that I live by, I, I, I rehearse All the time is when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That's all for this episode of The Cultivation Hub. Be sure to head over to jrobunited.com to learn more about our various programs, upcoming events, and other ways we can serve you. While you're there, sign up for our e-newsletter, check out our blog for show notes, and share your reviews on this episode. Keep visiting our website for upcoming prizes and giveaways. And remember that being a resource for your human potential is why we are here at The Cultivation Hub.